Welcome to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and I am so incredibly excited uh, to sit down and talk with my good friend, Jan Fournier, in this episode. Jan is truly, truly, truly one of my new favorite human beings on the planet. Uh, He is an incredibly just nice guy, generous guy, uh, just so much fun. I met Jan uh, on our Atacama trip. We camped and ran through the desert together. And I have to say like that, just meeting him was one of the best experiences of the whole entire last year for me. And I think uh, in this episode, his journey and his passion and love like for the sport of ultra running will come across. I mean, he's gone all in. Uh, He completed so many amazing races last year, um, mostly up in Canada, which once again, Canadian races, they sound like, you know, leveled up, leveled up in difficulty for sure. Um, But then culminating in him finishing his 100 miler uh, at the Grindstone 100, um, which also sounded really, really difficult, but had an amazing year in ultra running. But I think what we dive into is what even led him to this past year and you know as we tend to discover and as we can discover in our own lives you know it's not just the finish line photo it's the journey the quest to get there that really is the part that is the most meaningful and the part that we take away lessons from and really the part that's life-changing so um I'm excited to put this episode out as our last episode of 2023 um, because I feel like it shows that hard work. Uh, Jan shows what is possible in a year Um, and also what is possible when you're working towards a goal, but also to me, meeting him and meeting the other folks that I met down in the Atacama, like that inspires me to dream big for 2024, for the next year. And Jan is definitely an inspirer. I don't know if that's a word. It might be. He's classy. I'm saying words like inspirer. You'll see. That's the dynamic basically. Uh, (laughs) um, But dude's an inspirer. I'm inspired. I'm excited for the next year. Um, So let's get right into it. This is like a Bigfoot podcast, number 363 with Jan Fournier. All right. And then Jan, can you just say your full name? I think I nail it with my, you know, menial French that I speak, uh, but... (laughs) Bonjour, Chris. Chris, I am Yannick Fournier. How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I would have totally got that for yeah. sure. Uh, Yannick, Yannick Fournier, but you can call me Yann as you did in uh, in our last trip. What about Yanni? Because Phil was calling you Yanni a lot, and that's a Phil thing. <laughs> for another discussion, uh, you'll need to bring him in on the on the next podcast so we can talk about Yanni and Frenchie. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, bonjour, mon ami. Uh, I'm trying to remember all my French uh, that I spoke in high school. Um, I want to welcome uh, Jan Fournier. Did I say that? I, Fournier. 
Awesome. Freaking nailed it. Uh, I want to welcome Jan to the podcast. Uh, I met Jan out in the Atacama desert, um, along with a whole bunch of other amazing people. But Jan, I have to say this, like, there's something about being in the desert with a group of people that just makes you instantly feel the love and feel the connection and things like this. Right. Um, but with someone like you, it feels like you, this is a strength of yours is just what you put out to the world is just, is just one of like a very peaceful, wonderful human being. And I'm so honored to have been able to meet you and run with you through the desert. And I'm so honored to have you on the podcast right now. And uh, yeah, man, welcome. Welcome, my friend. Well, thank you, Chris. And uh, right back at you, because I have to tell you, you, uh, you gave me the same, uh, the same vibe and we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's been amazing, amazing to spend time with you running in the Atacama and with the rest of the group. But uh, I had a great time running with you. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I know um, just from being out there, like I know a little bit of your story of what got you into the sport of ultra running and then also just, you know, in life, like what got you into all the things that you're passionate about and things like this. And you've been all around the world uh, doing all sorts of crazy things. But you just said before we started recording, you just said, when I get somewhere, I'm creating a lot of trouble. And I want to dive into that. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means that typically when I set my mind towards something, I get it done and I find, you know, I'm going to work hard to, to go towards the result that I'm looking for. And it's not just a performance, let's say in sport or something, but it's more about grinding. I think I'm definitely someone that's going to grind. I'm a grinder. I'm going to go for it in anything that I do. So I was talking to you before we, uh, we start record, uh, to record that basically I, yes, I do travel a lot for work. I'm, uh, I'm in charge of growing businesses and in my, in the business that I'm working with right now, uh, we are implicated in, uh, various parts of the world, but right now a lot in the middle East, uh, based on our, on our current success. And so I, Actually, just right after our trip, I had to jump back on a plane and do a 15 hours uh, trip to uh, to go see some client over there, which went awesome. And I came yeah. back with tons of trouble. So it's awesome, but good trouble. <laughs> I mean, the troubles are not for me, the trouble are for the, the rest of the team, right? You show up, though, and everyone's so excited to see you because you're so That's cool. Fun. But uh, then I'm you're bringing more work. Cool, but I'm, definitely, I'm definitely bringing something that they do that they want and it's not only just the actually it's not only just what the company has to offer but it's what i have to offer and basically what we are trying to convey as a message is we're at a stage where we can actually and we'll talk a bit more about the business but we're yeah. at a stage where we can decide who we want to work with and what we want to do which is yeah. kind of very interesting uh and you have to be uh, very respectful of that situation i don't want to use the word power but at the end of the day it is it is something it's in your hand and you need to say, okay, this is a direction I want to take or not like yeah. in life in general, but in this case for, for the work or related info. Yeah. It's, it's important to, um, to consider all the angles. So they want to, they want to be with us and I'm the spoke person for what I do. And I get out there and, and actually in, uh, in, in that particular trip was interesting. It's the first time since COVID, but, uh, my partner on the business, Jonathan, uh, was with me with 
uh, and he's an amazing person and he's just like me. And so you put the two of us in a room and I can tell you, we did a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious, like just in general, maybe not like work wise, but in general in life, how do you decide what to aim your attention at? Because I think when I was younger, I didn't realize this lesson of like, I have this, I have a certain amount of energy in my life and space and, and, and all of that. And I have to aim it in useful directions. You know what I mean? So how do you, like you specifically, how do you decide what's important to you and what to aim it at? Yeah, I, I don't have the, I don't have the right formula, but I do have experience. And, uh, on my side, what did work is putting down on paper or writing down on a computer uh, what I want and the direction I want to go with my life, right? So, um, and then we're gonna come back to trail running at some point, but this is for me a very interesting path because I've been looking throughout my life. I've been working a lot. I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, and we've been like aiming on uh, you know, family and work, family and work. And I, I was off balance on my, my me time. Yeah. Right. And I was able through, uh, the last couple of years to find that balance. And so, yeah, to go back to your question, I would say it's about, first of all, taking time to think about where we want to go, writing it down and then having a plan and focusing towards a direction and keeping that focus because it's so easy to go left and right on so many things, right? Um, that at some point you need focus, you need to surround yourself with people that can, you know, make you accountable and also support you in that uh, in that direction that you're deciding to go to. And so the discussion we're having on the work side, yeah, so John's been with me. I mean, he's a friend, uh, like one of my best friends forever. And we've been working together in the same company for 13 years, but for more than 20 years, uh, you know, we've been around each other. So we know each other like brothers and, and that makes, you know, I have his back. He has my back and we're in different role. I mean, uh, but at the end of the day, we're together and we're trying to build something. And then we have, depending on the, on the, on the day of the, of the month or the year, we have hundred employees or 400 employees, depending on the type of project that we bring yeah. on the table. Right. So, uh, so maybe to close on this, so what we do is, uh, we do, we like to make the impossible possible, which is very interesting with our other discussion, but it is something that uh, we've been using for a while, but obviously a connection with our friend Ray that we'll make later, but yes. really what we do in our field of work is all the complex project that people will look at and like oh i'm not sure i want to touch this well we're probably gonna want to touch this because we have the talent inside of the company and the knowledge to to be able to do that so i work for a company called seiko uh, out of montreal and uh the company is the inventor of the led screen that you yeah. see all over the place right the billboards and all of that stuff Times square so it was invented in montreal and I, i'm lucky enough to work with that company and i've built the last 13 years of that company with john and the team and we we really basically brought it to another level and one of our latest project in oh yeah the, the sphere in las vegas right so i, I think everybody's <clears throat> seen it and they were when i saw you in the atacama they were at about eight billions view 
views on the um, on the social media. They must be at nine by now, but it's just like everybody's seen it. But for us, I mean, we've been working on this for five years, so we created that trouble five years ago, uh, <laughs> and then you know it brought us onto that path. That uh, I mean, not I mean, there's no other companies that us that could have done that job in the way that 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 it was done, and the end result is just stunning. We're super proud about it and obviously it's opening a lot of doors and as i said my trip to the middle east is kind of uh you know uh the next step in that evolution yeah i mean first of all you guys should be so proud of it it is completely mind-blowing and you know i've been one of the eight billion views no not to brag not to brag but uh but just it's i mean it's it's insane. Like I've never seen anything like it. And I don't think anyone's seen anything like it. And if you're listening right now and you haven't seen it, like just look up the sphere in Las Vegas and it'll blow your mind, dude. So huge congrats, like dreaming big. That's what I was trying to say. Like you're such a big dreamer and a bold person, but in a very humble way, which is really cool. Well, thank you. And uh, yes, we are very proud about this and it's a game changer in the industry and it looks even better than we were expecting it to look. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of uh yeah. it's telling it's interesting so uh so yeah so but all of this brings uh a need or i noticed that for me brought a need that i needed to bring something into my life to bring some balance because like i said it's you know you you go at 100 miles per hour but at some time you do need to take a step back and and think about you and how you can bring your health into the balance and uh that's how i felt into the training and the running uh basically yeah is there was there any like i don't know i kind of think when people talk about getting into running sometimes people have the exact moment where they realize like oh hey i need to turn my health around um yeah, i have I, that do, do you okay i was wondering because i think also that sometimes though it's kind of the gradual realization you know yeah in my case i have i know exactly the moment and it's when we were doing uh i was in dubai doing the uh actually it's after the it's just between that project and the and the sphere project but it's we were doing the burj khalifa so the tallest screen in the world in dubai and we were actually doing the making of video and I saw myself in the making of video and I didn't see what I like. I, yeah. what I, I didn't like what I saw. And uh, I mean, I was not super overweight, but I, I definitely got some weight, but I was carrying with me uh, about 15 years of not being able to train because I had two herniated discs uh, at the back of my, uh, my back, at the bottom of my back. And, um, and basically, you know, with the kids and everything, I was not able to to go out there. And I, I love being out there, but I was not able to do it. And as I was getting older, which is one thing that's good of, of me being older, uh, is uh, my chiropractor was saying, you'll, you'll see, Yannick, that at some point your disc is going to get more solid and it's not going to go in crisis the way it's been going for, because at basically every two, three months I was in crisis. I was sleeping in bed for three, four days. I couldn't even get wow. up. Wow. Uh, and that was for 15 years. So it was uh, pretty intense. And while I was in Dubai, I started, I always bring my shoes and start to walk and say, oh, 
I should, I, I go in these super, super nice hotel. They have gyms and stuff. So started to train a little bit, felt better, went out there, started running just a little bit, walk, run, walk, run, and really enjoyed it. And I was not a runner. I mean, I've run when I was in high school, I was a sporty guy, but still for like 15 years, I was not doing that. So yeah. just really, really slowly uh, started that. And that that's only four years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and then from there, uh, I, you know, I went a bit further and a bit further and I, I was a roadie at that time and I was, you know, running on the, uh, cycle path or around Dubai and, but it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, when you can bring your shoes, you know, it's, it's one of the best way to visit town, a town and, and, you know, explore. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I started to go faster or longer and everything and, uh, the body was reacting well. And, um, and how I went or went into the trail running was, I was also doing a, a lot of mountain bike and, uh, in one of my, uh, I live in Bromont and, uh, an hour away from Montreal. It's a nice, uh, mountain for skiing and mountain biking and obviously trail running. Uh, it's not a big, big mountain. It's about three, uh, three, 400 meter high, but high enough to, to have That's fun. pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, for me, it's like five minutes away. So that's great. And, um, on one of my, uh, my, my last mountain bike ride, I was with my friend and I basically went and I got stuck in a rock and I fell forward on my head and then the bike hit my head. Uh, so that, that was kind of like, was completely stunt there. And I like, okay, um, what am I like, where am I? Am I okay? My friend, you know, brought me down. I didn't have a con concussion, but I was pretty, pretty banged up. Yeah. And, um, long story short, that was the last one. And as I was doing this in the trail, I saw that people were running in the trail in Bromont and I've been, they've been doing it for a while, right? There's a, actually the, the biggest trail running club is an oldest, I believe is in Bromont. Really? Of, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And I'm, I'm a member of it, but, uh, anyhow, um, so I, slowly started to run in the trail and that was it i mean and you're I, like this is a billion times better that's what that was my reaction i was like i think i started doing it once a week and then within like three weeks i was like i'm doing this all the time what was i thinking <laughs> that's it yeah it started it started like that and then training 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 and then uh i'd met the people from the the, the Bromont Trail Running Club, and then I started to run with them, and they say, "Oh, uh, we have a, we have a fundraiser fundraiser event uh, in two weeks. You want to you want to do it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, and it was like, uh, 30, 30 or thirty five kilometers. It was my basically my first my first race. It was yeah. no bib anything, and uh, it was very very funny. It was like I was so pumped, man. I was like, "Oh, I'm going full steam ahead," and everything. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, it went, it went really well. I arrived at the first aid station. I was first, which is probably the only time in my life that I was first in the, <laughs> in the trail race. Uh, but anyhow, it was just, uh, it was just very fun. That's amazing, man. Well, I kind of like to, before we dive into like all the races and everything yeah. you've learned just from ultra running, I think I'm going to release this episode like right before new year's. Right. And so there's always the whole idea of like, the new year's is the resetting and we're going to set goals and I do it too. I always go Me through too. and I write down everything I did that year that I'm proud of, which is really cool. It's really fun to do that. Um, 
you know, and I set the goals, but I was just curious, you know, you talked about writing things down on paper and things like this. Um, and then keeping your focus on them. Do you do anything like have your goals that are written down, like in an area where you can see them or just, just writing them once kind of get it in your brain? You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep yeah. your focus on stuff? I don't have a vision board. Uh, I used to have that in the past, but I don't. Uh, so I write them down. And and for me, once once they're set, where I'm at now is kind of okay. I I'm going to set a few of those goals, and yeah. in our with the trail running, you know, I'm going to set a few adventure or race that I want to do, and and that's enough for me to drive me towards uh, that those uh, those event or those goals. Yeah. Uh, but I do write them down. It's very important. But it's all about consistency. Yeah. Once, you know, once we arrive on Jan January 1st, right, and January 2nd, January 3rd, like it's showing up, showing up for yourself and then continuing every day, you know, and being accept that the, the moment or how we feel on that particular day, but you still you still need to show up and maybe showing up to the my gym is in my garage since COVID and maybe it don't feel like running on the treadmill at minus or going outside at minus 30 degrees celsius uh but you know what maybe i can walk yeah. or maybe today i'm gonna take a break but i did show up i yeah. went to i went in that room and i felt like okay this is where i'm making my assessment of the moment and um i decide to train or not but most of the time i will but sometimes it you know we don't feel like it but i did show up towards yeah my goal and i think that that consistency uh is really 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 what i've put in place and what works for me over the last four years on that side of my life yeah i always and say it, sorry and it translates on the rest of my life obviously because you're so nourished by by what you feel on that side yeah i always tell like my students you know let's look at the superpowers that we have actually available to us every single day like what are these superpowers um and consistency is such a superpower because once you unlock that door and you figure it out um just the consistent action is going to lead to growth in some form or fashion in any area that just unlocks the world like it is amazing i love that so much i agree i agree and that and being uh what i would say accountable to yourself but to your close uh your close friends or your inner circle and my inner circle is very very small okay i i know a lot of people but you know i can count on my hand who is part of my inner circle <clears throat> and uh it's important to uh to express where you're at there so obviously i have a chance to uh and an honor but it's a very big chance in my life to have somebody very special you know, close to me that you know very well, um, and it's been on your podcast a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about Ray? But uh, he, uh, Ray is, uh, I mean, Ray and I speak on a daily basis and yeah. tell you a bit more about how, why I'm where I'm at is because he's been the big, 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 big part in that, on, on that side. But so being accountable towards your inner circle is also important and, and it's important to share. You know, again, good and bad days. Yeah. And more important to share the bad days, most probably. And also just being 
completely open and honest, you know, like with how you're feeling about a goal, because if you're trying to fool someone else, maybe you're trying to fool yourself, uh, you know, about how it's going. And if you're not just going to be completely transparent, it's kind of like, well, what's the point of even sharing this? You know what I mean? Like if I'm struggling, if I'm having a day where I don't want to work out and I skip it, and then I'm dishonest and I'm like, no, man, I was, I was in the gym. Yeah. No big deal. You know, it just becomes easier and easier and easier to skip, you know? Yeah, I agree. And on my side where I, what I've decided to do is to try to move at least 30 minutes per day, every day of the year. And I would say that my average over the last uh, three years is at minimum 355 days out of 365. That's amazing. Uh, so that means showing up and it could be a hike with my dog for 30 minutes, which is still moving in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and it's toward that goal. And then after that, it's piling up the strength training, the running, uh, and the specific, uh, training that Ray will, you know, draw for me as far as what I need to do to get towards a goal. And, uh, and, and we work together and we plan all of these steps right so we're at that stage now where i actually told him after we uh, we came back from uh the Atacama, i'm like i'm not ready to look at 2024 even though some of the races are all filling up at the moment and everything i'm like you know what i've had an amazing 2023 year and 2024 i'm going to do two big event and it's going to be what it's going to be but i i need a bit of time just to actually enjoy what i just did over the last year especially the last trip that we did together and and then you know what it's going to be but it's starting it's starting to take form and uh by january 1st i should have <laughs> a plan <laughs> that's amazing well i think that's so important because you know having talked to a lot of people in various realms of adventure and endurance um you see the full spectrum of people who are doing what you're doing, which is taking the time to process what they just did and enjoy it and celebrate it and all of that. And I think that's so incredibly important. I know it's, it's always been important to me as an athlete, which is like, hey, I just did this like crazy cool thing. I'm going to take some downtime. But during that downtime, I'm like thinking about what I just was able to do and, and how it's going to affect my life and just kind of like relax a bit you know because mm -hmm. i also see that you know some people it's just one thing on to the next on to the next on to the next i think about like i remember this college football coach he won like the national championship you know and they're interviewing him there's like confetti coming down everywhere and all this stuff and he just did it he did the thing that he was working towards and they interviewed him and he starts talking about the next year. And I was like, dude, enjoy it. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing, man? Absolutely. We do need to enjoy our, uh, those moments because they, they, they go quick. And, and for me, uh, it, and it's different for everybody, but I honestly <clears throat> don't care if I DNF a race. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to give my hundred percent and we'll talk about a few of, uh, of what happened in the past, but for me, getting to the start line yeah. for me is is where it needs to happen because the work that you do from setting that goal towards you know my first race might be six months from now 
yeah. right? All those six months and showing up every day and that consistency that that's going to bring me to the start line is my win. Yeah. After that, it's a bonus. It's what I, whatever happened in the race, in that moment, in the condition, I might twist an ankle, I might this, it might be snow, the race might be canceled for, uh, because there's an hurricane, you know, at, at least I did the work. I arrive at the start, I showed up for me, it's a success. And then if I have a DNF, yeah, I have a DNF. I don't care about my ultra sign up list of race. If I have two or three DNF on my side, yeah. but that's, that's my own uh, yeah. approach to this. Yeah. What, um, how did you meet Ray? So Ray Zahab is the, uh, you know, we've probably talked about him on the podcast a few times now, which is funny. I'm trying to spread out these interviews for sure. Uh, but I have to say like, and I've said it in each one, like I interviewed Cody, um, Phil and I just got done talking about what the whole experience was like. And I just have to say the guy is, he's a special guy. Like he is, yeah. he is an encourager. Like if you looked at like, what his personality traits are like encourager is just has to be super high up there. The guy, you know, is out there cheering people on supporting people in whatever way he can. Like he just believes in people and it's really, really cool. It's in, it's contagious. Like it's infectious, like being around him being like, no man, you got this. You could totally do blah, 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 blah. And you're like, whoa, maybe I can, I think I can, you know? And that's just what the guy does. And uh, I think it's really cool that he's your coach and you guys are really close friends and all of that. I, so, you know, how did, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. So, uh, well, yes, he is definitely a special person. Um, and I'll get to how I met him, but, uh, you know, we have to give credit where credit is due. He's, he's an amazing human that lives life at hundred percent. And he's also going to give you a hundred percent of himself when he is talking to you on the phone or in person, he's always in the present moment and he's there for you yeah. in that moment. Uh, and, and that is, that is a quality that is, I, I, I believe one of the best quality. And he is also very humble as, uh, as we both know with this pedigree and everything that he's done in his life. So uh, I met him through a friend uh, that I had met online um, that was in the community of trail runner from Quebec. And Ray is really involved in the uh, the trail running community. And he does um, he, do, he does an event every, it's called a Ultra, Ultra Trail Arikana. Uh, and it's in September and he brings a Capic One there. And uh, basically we started to chat uh online we met like this and just connected right away and i think he felt that i was motivated de dedicated and towards that and obviously for me ray is before anything he's my brother he's my friend and the fact that he's even thinking to help me and coaching me is just like you know a, <laughs> a blessing uh but i'm not you know he's he's training top elite athlete and I, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a normal dude that wants to do extraordinary thing and push himself to the limit. And I think he connected with that. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so we, uh, I mean, funny enough, I'm going back and forth here, but running with him in the Atacama was supposed to be last year. Uh, I didn't, yeah. it didn't happen for a different reason. We, we know, and we can talk about it, but it happened this year and this was, 
actually over the time that I know him for two years and a half, it's the second time only that I ran with him. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah, we we live busy life, right? But we yeah. do speak. We do speak every day, and uh, I mean, uh, he did talk to you about what he went through uh, last year. Yeah, with and, his chemotherapy uh, and everything. And and I was, you know, on that side, I was there for him, talking with him every day, checking on him, and just get sending him love and everything. So I think we have a very very uh, intense connection on that front, where it's it's real, right? I care for him. He cares for me. And, you know, we want the best of, of each other there. And, but I pretty sure on the coaching side, if I would not be motivated and dedicated and, and looking towards something, well, he would say, you know, I'm going to focus. I have limited time, limited time. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, he's not like, it's not like he's coaching a hundred people, right? It's, he's coaching less than 10 people most probably. Uh, and I have the chance to, to have his knowledge. Yeah. And I do, uh, take the time to put this in motion. And for me, it's been, so if we backtrack to how this happened, like I said, I started trail running three, three years ago, approximately. And my first, I was looking at my first race. It was yeah. in October, October, 2020, which was in the COVID period. And it was supposed to be uh, the Bromont ultra that, um, Cody did, uh, but it was the 50, 55 kilometers. And it was my first ever race and the race was canceled. Okay. And I was supposed to do that with my son, Tristan. I have three boys, Tristan, Noah, and Liam. And, um, so I was like, oh, what do we do? We, we train for it. We've done everything. We're so motivated. So I went, uh, I went on Strava and I basically mapped out a course of the 55 kilometers with the same elevation yeah. and everything. And we set up, basically we set up our own race for Tristan and myself and my wife. Uh, she did all the aid station and she was food and she cooked amazing food. And uh, yeah, that was our first our first trail race that we did together and it was just one of the best actually dude that's amazing yeah man that's what i love going to organize races so much like i really do but there's something special about in just making something up by yourself and it's it can be just as challenging you can make it very difficult there's the extra mental part where in your brain you're like I don't have to be doing this. Like nobody knows and nobody cares that I'm doing this right now, um, which is an extra little hurdle, which is cool. Um, but, and then to do it with your family and your son and your wife and all that just is incredible. How easy it would have been to say, you know what, it's canceled. Uh, well, we're not doing it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I've told you the journey to get ready to that start line is the most important thing so there's no way i mean yeah okay i'm gonna get to that start line and yeah. am i gonna do 30 kilometers out of that 50 or 55 fine but in this case we were both trained we were motivated we had everything ready we had you know so we made uh we made an adventure out of it and it was it was something it was awesome and i was looking at the split and i was actually in pretty good shape <laughs> it was pretty fast considering i'm looking at other races after so that was um that was the first one and then it it built up but to go back to the first thing i told you today i mean 
I enjoy so much running with you. And the flash that I had running with you in the Atacama was the same feeling that I get running with my sons and especially Tristan, who's done another race with me. Yeah. It's, it's so natural. Your rhythm, Ray told you, you run, your running form is amazing, but just your presence and everything. I felt so comfortable running next to you. It was like I was running next to my son. Oh man, dude, I'm bad with compliments, but, uh, I'll take that one. That's amazing. I'm going to put it on a plaque actually, like right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, no, dude, that's such an honor. I felt the exact same way. Like, yeah, I, it's just, it was so much fun. I don't know. We can get into that in a little bit, but that whole experience was just so special and it's changed my whole perspective. Like I came into the week you know, I've had a stressful year so far. Um, and a lot of changes, a lot of unexpected things and and whatnot. And I came into the week stressed. And you could kind of tell just with everyone, like after a couple of days, like it just seemed like all that went away. And I've been able to keep most of it. You know, my mindset, everything's the same around me, but my mindset's different now. You know? I'm still, uh, I'm still over there. There's a part <laughs> of me that's still in Chile for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. But um, so I met Ray throughout that process after at in the mix of my second year. Okay, okay. so I did my first year I was experimenting, and then the second year, as anybody you know, you want to step up and you yep. want to push the boundaries. So I had booked myself a few races. Again, my son uh, Tristan did most of them with me, and uh, we had a second. COVID was very difficult in Quebec and it was very yeah, complicated. Yeah. And the, one of the rays after was also canceled. So it was whatever. And was this uh, when you, you told this great story of a misadventure, of a food misadventure for you and your son when you were packing oh. food up? Is that later on or is that happening at this yes, moment? That's, that's happening a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for. Uh, for anybody that cooks his own food, uh, they can learn something from. I, I we've learned a very hard way. Okay. I was doing that build up, starting to talk with Ray, and I did a race in um, actually the uh, Arikana race, and it was like you know, in a, I think I was already starting to be tired, feeling a you know a few things in the body. It's like. I think he, he told me, he says, I think you should not do your last race. And that was, again, the Bromont, because I'm from Bromont, to the Bromont Ultra, but now I wanted to do the 80 kilometers. So I was big, building up 50, 80. And, and um, I'm like, oh, Ray, I think I'm okay. I'm going to do it. And I really, in my mind, I would say it was probably more ego-based on wanted to hit that goal and wanted to prove I can do an 80-kilometer and everything. And I, long story short, even whatever he would have told me at that time, I was still going to do it. And he knew it, but he at least said it, that I should not be doing it. <laughs> and, and I did the race. Um, and um, it went okay until kilometer 15, as okay. I was going through, uh, of an 80K, a 12 or 15. And I started to have a problem with my knee going down. And it, every step that I was making oh. was hurting and stuff. And I pushed through and I pushed through and I, basically I did 65 kilometers out of the 80 on the opposite leg 
all right, going on one leg and putting my weight on the other leg, which in the end is the leg that I had issue afterwards because mm. I'm just going to tell you the, the story now is I, I, I had to get a knee operation further down that year because of the counter effect of what happened for me not listening, not just to Ray, but to my body and say, you know, I had enough at that time. And I should yeah. like to learn also because always good to push and how far can we push and is it a real pain or not? But in this case, it was the compounding effect of what I've, of that growth in that, in the, in my training and in what I was putting my body through. Uh, I did not listen. And um, basically my body got tired. I was able to finish the race. Uh, I was okay after the race, but you know, I could feel something. And at some point when that was October and October, uh, slow down. And then I started to train in the snow and snowshoe and I did a bad move, uh, during running on the snowshoe and I, uh, tore my meniscus. Yeah. Okay. So, Ugh. Oh yeah. And so at the time I wasn't sure what it was and my knee was hurting. It was, uh, and, it was getting bigger. We tried everything. So all of that is, so Ray met me and was with me towards a super complicated year after that, where yeah. he helped me so much. And now I'm, I have, I'm looking back at that moment and it's like, it couldn't have, that's the best thing that could have happened to me, that injury, because basically what it had, what I had to do is get back to zero. I had yeah. to get back to basic start training again reinforcing my core my legs put in in uh, in motion anything that he had as ideas how to get stronger in order for my body to be able to 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 bring me to the year i just had yeah okay 2022 for me was a scratch basically. it was like a refresh basically yeah well it was, no, it was not a refresh it was <laughs> it was very difficult in the moment and i had three dns on my race so i mm -hmm. did not start in my race i dnf the first race that i tried after 30 kilometers because i couldn't do it and i was able to at the end after working so hard to finish a 42k which was like amazing okay so yeah. all of that was was a build up and accepting the fact that you know what i fucked up yeah uh, in my 80 kilometers. Pardon your French. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to say that to someone who speaks fluent French. <laughs> Wait, exact, exactly, babe. Exactamente. Um, so, uh, so at the end of the day, I did not listen to the sign, did not listen to my close circle, my coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. It's that That is okay. It's part of the process. But I okay. went to a very difficult period. That turned out to be a blessing, as I mentioned. And then it brought me into ending a year on being able to finish that 42 kilometers in October, a year after the Bromont Ultra. Another race that I actually did with Tristan and his friend, uh, which was, I mean, the most fun for me. I mean, these, these kids are like, you know, they're 20, 24, 25. They're like so much fun to have and like, like got the old dudes coming or Tristan's dad coming, you know, and I made a surprise. Tristan didn't, he knows, but the other guys did not know I showed up at their, uh, 
their Airbnb and like, hey, I'm coming to race with you. Oh my God, it's Trillian. He's coming with us. It's amazing. So, you know, slept on my uh, air mattress and we did the race together. And, you know, I had a, I had a blast. And it That's was awesome. That, that created some other race after. But anyway, all that to say that uh, you, you know, everything that we go through, positive and negative, is part of that experience. And, uh, but if Ray says something, sometimes it's interesting and it's important to listen. Yeah. How much of his training plans are just drinking coffee, like chugging coffee? Uh, every day, minimum one or two. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I am. I am a very. Uh, I, I'm addicted to coffee. I'm addicted to Capic One coffee. Actually, I'm more addicted coffee. now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's a very very good coffee and it's a good cause. Yeah. Uh, buying the coffee, right? So, um, but yeah, so it is definitely that. And it's, he's gonna, he's gonna let you anyway, in my, in my own plan, he's, we're going to, we're going to write it together and then he's going to let me manage. Right. Yeah. And he's not checking me every day. I'm actually the one checking in. I'm like, okay, it's done or this, or we're going to adjust this. I, I yeah. did that for you. I'm thinking I'm going to do that. So there's a lot of uh flexibility and the, the the idea is okay our goal is race in four months how do we get there what needs to happen what do you need to do with the nutrition what in my case what kind of supplement we were we we went through a few of those because i we wanted you know my body to heal uh yeah. as i'm going through that process and to go back to the knee and end that uh, i needed an operation um and we tried before the operation i tried everything Okay. Yeah. And, and it was like, at some point it was like, okay, we're no, like I, I found a private doctor because it's very difficult in Quebec to, to, to get the hospital. It could take me two years, especially in the period of COVID and everything. So I went on the private side. I'm fortunate enough that I could pay for it and do it, but I was able to get an appointment, get a good doctor and you remove 10% of my meniscus and took me a couple of weeks to get back. But slowly slowly i was able to uh to get more weight on it and and start pushing and building the the health back how, how did you deal with like the frustration because i know when i get injured i get so wrapped up in my head like it's not a good thing you know no it's not it's it was very difficult it was very difficult but uh again when i talk about our inner circle so talking with him and talking with ray yeah. my friend and everybody <clears throat> just i had the support and i knew it was going to get better right because don't forget before i got to the operation it took me four or five months of trying stuff and the pain level was was not going down right yeah. so now i was making a statement and i was like okay this is going to be a new beginning and from this we're going to build back up and it took it took time i mean yeah. uh, uh even uh, uh, starting this year, actually, sorry, after. Okay, so we're going to get to uh, August, but yeah. So in even during the season, obviously, I've, I've put a lot of volume and everything. Uh, my knee was still hurting. and like, oh, they don't, I'm not sure if we should push it and everything. But at some point, it becomes mental as well, right? I yeah. knew my knee was fixed. Now it was time to, to see if the pain, as you're pushing, is the pain going back to eight out of 10 or it's staying stable at two. And, and I was always staying stable between one and two. So like, okay, I can add 
let's add some volume let's add some volume and yeah started to do 100 kilometer a week and the pain was the same or with, i mean there's almost no more pain right it was stable so so that was uh that was interesting so uh yeah i mean i guess we're uh, we're close to 2023 now yeah so, uh, which this was your year man and you were saying when we were out there that the the expedition we did was the celebration of it you know Correct. like you're like i'm going in this is the celebration of probably the best year definitely the best year in ultra running that you've had for sure yeah absolutely and uh, i i had set some goals uh, with ray and we chose some specific race uh but it were they were all base and that's also very important for me it's not just finding a race it's living an adventure with someone or with myself and in, in, in the case on uh, some of the case but it's like okay i want to have this kind of experience so the first one we did uh, i did with uh, tristan my son again in uh, portland oregon it was a, a race from um, free trail uh, with dylan bowman and everybody and i'm part of the free trail community and um, it was a gorge waterfall so 50 kilometers yes. first time first time i went in that part of the world even if i've traveled everywhere i've never been there yeah it's so stunning so beautiful i recommend this race to everyone uh the uh, great organization but just the the setup is just stunning so uh, tristan and i um went there a couple of days before you know we love to be in the mountain did our shakeout run pushed too hard on the shakeout run <laughs> um and the 50k is like you start by a super steep climb and then after that you know it's it's pretty stable but uh i uh, i did i did pretty good we both did very good and um he, in the end tristan was supposed to come back yeah, for sure he was finishing before me uh and um he was supposed to come back in the trail and finish the loop with me and yeah. uh, i was actually too fast for him to come and get yeah. me where we got. So he actually waited for me uh, at the finish line. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a very good race. Uh, raining again, all that stuff. The raining is the team of uh, 2023. That's, well. That is, man. Like, yeah, every race you guys have been talking about, you know, you and Cody up in Canada, I'm like, dude, yeah. it just poured rain on you. Exactly. And then after that, I went for um, a race in the UK with a friend of mine that uh, works with me, Jason, uh, Jason Pooley, as uh, a amazing graphic designer. If, you, if you're looking for a graphic designer, he's the best in the world. He's, he's, he's uh, awesome. And I, I inspired him to start running a couple of years ago as he saw me training and doing the thing. And he's, uh, he's about your age and uh very fit and everything and was in the time in his life where it was good for him to start running so basically we built together our training towards that race and he picked that race and i had no clue about that region and the race and yeah i guess it's a good thing that i did not look too much at youtube video and everything because that's <laughs> so difficult it's uh ultra trail snowdonia okay uh, it was a it's a race that became part of the utmb uh, uh organization yeah the 
this year, the year that we did it for the first time. But it's a year that's a race that's been there for many, many years. It's one of the most famous in the UK, and it's in the in the region of uh, Wales. Okay. And uh, and the, the mountain are just stunning. So we drove, you know, five six hours to get there. Nice Airbnb with him and his family, and I'm I'm there by myself. And we arrived there. I mean, it was 105 kilometers and 7,000 meters of elevation. <laughs> and dude, that was so different. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. Okay. We went through everything. Um, that's the race that we made. That he, he filmed it. We made a quick uh, YouTube video yes. of it more of it is experience his point of view and i'm part of it in it but it was uh, it was it was just interesting and and so difficult because the these mountains i'm used for a mountain over here where you you see the top you arrive at the top you're at the summit yeah. but over there like you arrive to a summit you turn oh and the summit is over there no, there's you another summit <laughs> there's always another summit it was never stopping and um anyhow it was interesting because at some point experience and being young, we went through this together. You know, you start with someone where I'm 50 and 51, he was like 36 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like a of endurance and energy. And he's like, oh, we're we're too close to the cutoff. We're not gonna make it. I he was very being very, very stressful. I'm like, no, dude, we're okay, we're okay. And at some point he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> like, hey, dude, go, just go, 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 go by yourself. And he went up the mountain and I like he took 15 minutes. Yeah up that mountain um but long story short like we arrive at the next aid station i literally arrive two minutes after him <laughs> <laughs> so he's like oh you're already here yeah i'm going faster than you going down you know so depending <laughs> on how you go through a race yeah so yeah it's all the way through but it took me uh it took me 30 hours dang wow kilometers and I almost finished on my knee, man. I was completely done. Yeah. Almost DFL, you know, how do we say that? The, like you're the one you're almost the last one to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're almost, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the <laughs> second <forgot>. DFL. <laughs> exactly, whatever. But I was like, literally, like, I think there was three people that finished after me. But yeah. you know what? I made it to the finish. That's what counts. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. And uh, that was in May. And then uh, fast forward to July was my uh, my first race, my first 100 miler. Wow. In uh, the Quebec Mega Trail, which uh, Cody's going to do uh, next okay. year. What and makes it so I've heard about this race a lot. What makes it like I love that they have Mega in the in the yes, name. Awesome. It just sounds cool. Like what makes it Mega? You know, it, uh, it's a very technical uh point to point race okay. and it goes through some very hard section but mainly one but depending on the year and again this year was a rainy year uh so we had multiple very difficult section but one of them is um is so difficult it's you go up down up down and it's just like insane okay i like anyhow so that race was continuation of a race with Tristan and his friend that I talked to, to you guys about. Uh, yeah. So we were doing this. We're six all together. We trained for it. Uh, six of a bunch doing a hundred miler and we all start together and you obviously you go as a group. So it's a different vibe for me. It's perfect because I'm slower. So, you know, I, yeah. I like they go to my rhythm or we go at a certain rhythm. 
but you know it yeah you stop because somebody needs to take a piss or needs to do something else and then yeah. two of them need to do something else and it keep it was so funny i laughed i like that was the best feeling ever and i was not able to complete that race i stopped after 105 kilometers of 160 okay uh, kilometers so 100 miles is 160 kilometers and um looking back at it i stopped for did i stop for the right reason i was very close to the the cutoff but i was starting to feel my knee again to go back to this and yeah. i i got scared a little bit yeah it, called Ray on the phone is like hey, dude you're you're doing fine come continue you're good and all good but I my mind mm -hmm. start my mental started to uh to affect and I was very close to the cutoff and I arrived at the 105 kilometer aid station and Tristan and the front of the group were ready to go yeah and I just arrived at the aid station there and decided you know what guys continue i'm i'm not i'm not ready it's gonna take me like 10 15 minutes to get myself back together and and be ready to go and long story short it took them for to do 55 kilometers after that it took them 19 hours what what went through l oh thunderstorm uh they had uh water up to the knee uh it was just like in pure pure insanity uh, it was insane okay so yeah. i think i taken the, the right decision not knowing what was ahead but um anyhow it is what it is and i accepted that yeah but i it, it left me with something it took them 39 hours and 45 minutes to finish the 100 miler three of them finish out of six which is yeah. it's amazing but they they were so beautiful to see and obviously we were there to support them so you know i shift my mind right away and you know now more into helping them getting towards the goal but to your point of the food thing is that what happened and it affected tristan more than me but as uh, ray has a special uh, formulas of food uh, he's a big believer in natural and in, in real food yeah okay? not a big fan of gels and stuff like that so we uh, we make our own sweet potatoes uh, you know package and we with a few things uh, maple syrups and uh, emollient salt and coconut oil and all that stuff so it's not the first time I do this for my race but prepared this with my wife and Tristan the night before and and um what I've done is actually I took the potatoes that were super hot and I put them in those little pouches yeah and I closed the pouches right away so I didn't let the, the potatoes the time for them to cool down before you put them in your pouches so people please learn from this so I closed them and I put them in the fridge and basically they continue to cook and some a reaction chemical reaction happened and they were not good they were just so we, straight up like rotten right exactly so we started the race and this is our like i have like 30 of those pouches you know, <laughs> my drop bags and on me and all that stuff so that's my food for the day and literally like we're like two hours in and like does it taste weird like <laughs> yeah it's well that one is okay like tastes he like okay maybe it's a bad bad one and then it kept going so it affected everything because our energy we were not getting the real food we needed it so we 
we ate something from the aid station so you're okay there's a lot of food but i anyway tristan went like completely dark <laughs> and he was missing energy and at some point he was not able to uh to yeah. get eating food but he was not able to turn it into energy which played into him uh is that's a nice way of saying throwing up and having bowel issues you know what i mean like you just said he's taking food but he's not able to make it into energy <laughs> Well, exactly. Those two things really happen, and, <laughs> and, and we were doing it in group. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So anyhow, uh, oh done. I mean, they they were able to do it, and it was an amazing experience. That is amazing. And again, it's all about being with people that you want to do stuff with. So, yeah. So and to finish, fast forward to the last two things is after that, I was like. Gotta get that hundred miler. I know I have it in me. I've had an amazing year, and the knee thing—the knee was okay after. I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe it was more mental. So I talked with Ray, and like, Ray, I really want to do a, another race. I want to do. Uh, I want to give my shot to a hundred miler. It's like, go find a race. So I was looking around what was closer because from Quebec, it's not easy. I didn't want to travel. I already traveled so much. So I found the the, the race called Grindstone. Yeah. Virginia. Yeah. And that uh 12 hour drive from uh, from my place. So didn't say didn't mention it. Tristan no, my wife no, but very small circle, but I didn't talk about it. And I was like, that was my mission, my secret mission. And I went back onto training right after like mid well, early August, I would say. Yeah. Actually, that's doing right now. I'm reposting my stuff. I've been so busy on that because for me, my Instagram is like my journal. It's just yeah. my journal towards that event eventually my grandsons will be able to grandchild will be able to 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 read but that's why i'm doing this so anyway right now i'm catching up and so it started in august and i did the build up and it was it went super well and it was pushing 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 and i got ready for that race rented a small rv drove 12 hours set up in the camping and then i was going i was all alone like this was <laughs> all alone in my head in my moment and uh yeah it was very uh it was a big 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 step um and uh got to the start line in good shape was happy and you know what there was no way i was not finishing this race yeah and um ray told me the same thing he knew in the mindset that i was that it was going but dude was it difficult yeah. you think that he got it difficult at bromont I was in the middle of a tropical storm that just turned out from a hurricane level, you know, one to five <laughs> down to tropical. Yeah. Stayed over Virginia and I got so scared. Like 26 hours, it took me 34, 26 out of 34, raining all the time in the face, sideways. And I was at the top of the mountain and you you can see the trees. And the only thing I was doing is trying to go forward and making sure a tree will not be falling on me yeah it was insane yeah insane and but i made it i made it to the end and i got my first buckle which uh was the goal for this year so i'm super proud about that one that's amazing i have to say i have i can relate to the whole like being in the woods when it, the wind's blowing that hard it is terrifying like the trees like i didn't think it would be as scary as it was but me and my buddy went hiking a few months ago and when we got there it was wild at the trailhead 
you just heard this noise and the trees weren't moving yet, but you heard this noise. It sounded like a T-Rex was running through the woods. And you're like, what is happening? And all of a sudden the trees in the back are shaking. Yeah. And then we're like, are we going into the woods there? And we're like, I guess. And you're just, yeah, you're expecting trees to just fall down on you, which could happen, you know? It could. I And definitely. And I actually, at some point I got pushed out of a rock by the wind. It was just like so strong so yeah it's uh but it was uh it was very interesting uh and um and then the next step was our trip yeah which important that we talk about and like i said it was the that was the bonus of my year and it was supposed to be a year ago i actually took the decision not to go a year ago ray just finished his uh his treatment he was going there uh i wasn't even like i was like ray are you sure you should be there yeah. like not like a ray knew and he, he's really responsible and he knows if he can be there and like okay great but i for me it's it's such a big thing a first expedition like this i and i really want to live this with you i want to run with ray every day right and if you're if you are to be in a truck and i'm running it's not the same thing so yeah i'm gonna I decided not to go and push it by a year, which was the best thing ever because I had the chance to meet you and the rest I know, of the man. Yeah, that was like the icing on the cake, you know, <laughs> but no, it makes sense. Like you want to go out there and run with him. And yeah. if he I think he mentioned he actually ran quite a bit of it the year before he said, but he wasn't yes. feeling the best, you know. Correct. Yeah. And this year was he my gut was in shape. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and you just were just crushing it and like crushing sand dunes and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what, um, a, what an experience! I mean, uh, I, I mean, you've talked about it. You've talked about it with Cody. I'm sure you talked about it with Phil. But at the end of the day, we had a special group. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's a small group, but it was a very interesting types of personality that that came together and uh i really really enjoyed it uh and i mean we talk a lot about ray but man bob was he amazing bob I, mean, this, I love this, bob i love bob too and bob is a special human He's a special i told human. my wife i was like i think i got home i'm like i think i met the the coolest dude in the world and his name is bob cox <laughs> <laughs> and i love that guy <laughs> He is, uh, he is amazing. Can't wait to see him again. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you really quick to kind of just sort of wrap up the whole experience. But, you know, when we're talking about going out there and I, I have tried to explain to people like what it was like. And I kind of have described it as like Expedition 101, you know, like we're out there. We're learning from the best. We're learning from people who have done this. You know, Bob's been on all of these expeditions as well, like doing the logistics and yeah. support, uh, you know, side of it. And I realized how important that is in these things, because I know for me, something I'd like to do in the future is do my own adventure, whatever that is. I don't, I haven't decided what it is yet, but I want to do my own thing. And to be out there and learn how to actually set these things up in a way where you can be successful was really important for me, you know? And I was just curious, like for you, what does it mean to be at least in your own head and, and all that? Like, what does it mean to be an adventurer? 
you know, because for me, it's really important. And it's, it was really cool to be go to go out there and feel like I'm an adventurer, I'm, I'm experiencing this crazy wild place and, and all of that, you know, well, I'm with you on that. And I can tell you, I'm definitely not a, an adventurer. Like I'm a very beginner in this, yeah. right? And like you said, the 101, I think is, uh, is well put. And it was, I mean, you could experience many type of expedition, but you could tell that Capic One, they organize very secure. Yes. Right. So there's a lot, as you said, experience behind it. I felt, obviously I, I knew Ray and everything, so I already felt okay with it. But for anybody that goes there, you are going into something that is super well organized, that they're not going to take a stupid risk and they're going to bring you and they're going to push you towards learning something. In our case, we learn how to navigate, how to work as a group uh, and, and everything that comes uh, with that. And I mean, I've not, I did not have the chance to, to be an adventurer and do my own adventure and do camping at the top of a mountain. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm like, I, I was busy, you know, building my life and yeah. I, I wish I could have done that more, but it was not the case. So really for me, it was being out of my comfort zone on so many level, including sleeping in a tent, which it's interesting. We had our own tent, right? Which so I have to say this about the own tent. Cause I didn't expect to have my own tent. And I was like, this is amazing. I have my own tent, my own space. But then after like three days, when I was like in my tent and I was just smelling my tent and I was like, <laughs> I have no one else to blame, but myself for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still, I really, really enjoy my own tent and hearing everybody snore, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, uh, you know, like a band concert just with all the snores. All together, everything. Yeah, so very, very secure, very nice way to uh, actually, and I think it's very important for us uh, to get out of our comfort zone and experience new thing. I really strongly encourage anybody that wants to experience something like this to uh, to give Capic One a shout because it's uh, obviously it's our friend, but it's so well organized. It really I'm is. Not, I'm not sure I'm ready to go into. Uh, this minus 50 cold somewhere. I really enjoyed Chile. The temperature was great. We got, we actually had a good week, but to go back to that experience quickly, at some point you and I were running towards that lunch and we were navigating, trying to find our way and we're a bit too much to the right. But at that point I felt very, very, very like if I lose everybody and I'm by myself, I am, I'm very far away. Yeah, but I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere, which is super interesting because I think that's what we actually want to live. Like we fly so far away, we go in the desert. Where, where are we? And like, oh, if I lose Chris and I took a wrong turn around that dune, like, where am I? Yeah, like, you know. So we had the map, we had everything, but so we've learned so many things that we would have found that lunch, that the truck, you know, yeah, but everything. But still. It shows you that they brought us somewhere that really, really got us out of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Well, I had many thoughts where I was just like, dude, if, if I didn't have these other people and I didn't have the knowledge and I didn't have things to help keep me alive, like that environment doesn't care about you at all. And it would just you wouldn't be able to make it. It's 
it was wild. Like I think one night I walked outside of my tent and to go to the bathroom. It was the first night actually. And for whatever reason, it was super cold, like it's super foggy. And I just walked out for like maybe a minute and all of my heat was zapped. All of it was taken away by the fog. And I got back in, I was shaking and I was like, whoa, if I didn't have these things with me, like I wouldn't be able to last one night out here, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was, it would made me feel insignificant, but in like a good way, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I'm with you. And, uh, but you guys were, uh, I mean, it was, uh, we had a good group, as I said, and it's very, I mean, we had to push, you guys were in, you're in pretty good shape. So it's, uh, you, you, but I think, I think the old guys were able to, to keep up. With you guys the, did amazing. The young bucks. No big deal. I love that. I'm still in that category. I have to say like for my own ego, I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm glad I, I still am. But, uh, it, but is a, it is part of my, uh, you know, looking at you and Phil and all your, uh, your muscles and everything. I'm like, this is part of my 2024. Actually, I'm going to work a bit more on my upper body so I can, uh, next time I run with you, I'll be able to flex my muscle too. <laughs> <laughs> you'll just be you'll just you're gonna hire phil as your coach and he's just gonna oh, tell you to i just, mean i can't wait to speak with him again this this guy is so special <laughs> he's gonna tell you to lift like a you know like a telephone pole or something you know and just do lunges yanni. come on yanni <laughs> <laughs> yanni <laughs> just call me yanni um yeah man well okay so to wrap up uh was there any one kind of moment that you had whether it was by yourself or with the group or just something that you left the desert with but was there any moment that really kind of stood out to you uh the connection with you guys but i think you saw also what i needed to experience is i was a lot by myself and and some of the moment i needed to just you know be in my own rhythm yeah. and that, that is something that i actually it's i'm such in a busy world i needed to to be alone in that amazing space with you guys obviously around me and i needed that at the beginning and then after that we all connected and then that was that so that's i'm coming out from from this with that connection that we had and the special special moment and, and i think for all of us it's not just about running it's about being in the camp, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, eating around the table or just around the fire. We, uh, one or two nights we had a fire. Just, I'm, a, I'm a fire guy. I love I yeah. love being around the fire. So that was very, very special for me. Yeah, for sure. And just seeing the stars and just <laughs> insane. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Uh, is there anything, like as we've had time to process, you know, it's been a few weeks at this point, um, is there any lesson or just like a new way of thinking or a new way of seeing the world that you're taking back with you into like your regular routines as dad and, and, you know, person who's doing these amazing projects and just all of that? Uh, no. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm still a part of me is still over there. Yeah. I so maybe that's what I'm taking with me is actually trying to to figure out what happened because I keep telling Ray, I'm like, dude, it's like there's something, something happened. I'm not the same person since I came back. I mean, I, but 
it's it's the connection between so what i'm taking i guess with me is learn trying to learn what i've learned over there like i i cannot put a word it's it's very difficult i think you're having the same thing i was listening to you and cody speak but it's like it's hard to tell anyone what we've experienced yeah it's to me i've been trying to think about this i feel like things don't seem as big just in in importance and not in a bad way i don't mean that in a bad way i don't want to say like things don't seem as important but like there's what's the book like don't sweat the small stuff you know like it just things that would have really bugged me in october don't seem to be bugging me as much my mind still seems kind of clear of some of that i still i've had my moments already of you know of sweating the small stuff but it's helped me just reconsider just my place in the world and then also just the place of kind of like silly things that you're like wait why is this person upset or you know i work with teenagers like part of the job is dealing with emotions you know Mm. and if you let yourself get drawn into that and drawn into all of the illogical emotions that a teenager can have and i and i have let myself get drawn into it in the past like it doesn't lead anywhere it doesn't help you know and so being able it's helping me being able to like stay calm and like clear-headed when trying to help kids out you know which is important i I can see that and i know what i took back i mean it's an experience it's the first time ever for me that i actually was without a cell phone my cell phone was closed for six days which my life is connected being connected to everything and not talking to, for work, talking to my wife, talking to my kid in the mo- present moment. Uh, and sometimes I was taking my phone like for take picture, but oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to check my email. I yeah. don't have anyway in that, you know. So being in the moment and disconnected uh, is uh, is what I'm taking out of this trip for sure. Yeah. And some sand that you're still finding in your armpits. Yes, yes, in my bags and everything. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, so, man. What? Hey, well, I have one question for you before we go. Yes. So what, uh, what's our next? Uh, what's our next race or our next adventure? Dude, you know I'm in, man. I actually haven't uh, figured out my next race. I ran with a buddy this morning, and you know we were talking about next year and like what's the plan and what's the goal and and all of that. And I haven't fully considered it yet and part of it is what we were talking about at the very beginning like I don't think I've taken time to consider what I want to do like I don't want to just be swept in momentum I want to like be acting intentionally especially with goals because I'm like if I'm going to put my energy and effort working towards something I want to make sure it's something that's important to me and I just need to take the time to like figure that out you know yeah and that me time that you take for yourself. I mean, you're you're a dad of three. You're busy. Kids are yeah. younger. I, I I'm at an age where my kids left the house, so it's yeah. different. I have a bit more time, but I completely understand where you're coming from, and it's you know that time that you give yourself is super key because you go and find something, and then you come back a more balanced person, and then you're more present for your wife and for your kids. Yeah. Right? So so yeah so anyway we'll uh we'll we'll cross pad we'll think about our i will say this though 
whatever the adventure is every single time from here on out from here on out every single time whatever the adventure is you're getting a text and you're getting an invite and you might not be able to do it like 50 times and that's okay because then eventually one of these times you'll be it'll it'll cross paths and it'll just be amazing again you know there's one that i see we spoke about it and uh, yes. the 25 right i'm in i'm already in Oh, well, you're not signed up because uh, it's not you signed up. No. In your mind, you're there, right? So, In my mind, I'm there already. So, Well, it's, uh, I, it's for me, I'm, I'm going to block that time as well in the, uh, the calendar. And hopefully, Mr. Phil can be there and, uh, and it could be a, you know, a group that, that, of us that gets together. But oh, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know what my, uh, my schedule is. And uh, I, you live in a part of the world that I really want to go and explore. Dude, yeah. Uh, did not get in into hard rock uh so it's i'm not gonna do hard rock this year but uh, you know i'll come and i'll come and see you guys uh and we'll find a, a race in your or an adventure in your part of the world heck yeah man well hey when where can people kind of like follow along with your with your journey and you talked about your journal on instagram yeah. and things like that yeah that's my own little journal but yes uh please feel free to 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 go and have a look if you if you feel like it it's uh trail.yan Awesome. That's perfect, man. And you know, like I think on it, you say inspiring others by showing up every day and continuing to evolve. And I'm like, dude, that's what I want to be taking in. Those are the kind of messages and the kind of people I want to be following. So, well, thank you. And please uh, continue to be yourself because you're an amazing person. Thank you. I had a chance to spend multiple hours with you, but I, I mean, I've listened to a lot of your episode. I didn't know you as a I know as Chris, the guy that does the podcast <laughs> and everything. And uh, what you get or what you give in your podcast is Chris. That's awesome. It's the Chris that I met uh, in the Atacama. And please, 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 please stay that Chris because you're amazing. Oh, man, that means a lot to me. Je t'aime, Jan. Moi Je t'aime aussi. I do what I all righty that wraps up this week's episode of the like a bigfoot podcast and since i'm a dad and i love dad jokes i will also say that wraps up this year's like a bigfoot podcast was that a dad joke nobody knows really who knows at this point um but i do want to say thank you to yan for coming on the podcast yan will be back on at some point in the future Hoping to see that dude out on the trail, go out and uh, experience some more kind of epic adventures with him um, in the future. But also just Jan, huge congrats. 2023 was an amazing year for you. And um, I really can't wait to see what you're able to do with the next 365 days. And uh, like I said in the intro, you're an inspirer. Uh, I'm inspired to do more. Um having met you and i think that's a really cool thing i think that's part of the ripple effect of positivity and hopefully when people listen to this episode they're also inspired to do more um but i will say this man like i was looking back at 2023 i've i'm kind of starting to do my my look back where i look at what adventures i'm proud of i kind of journal about them and things like that um but this year i did something a little bit different uh, I've been putting out these little video snippets um, online from the podcast and 
I went back and I started, I'm, I want, I would like to make like a montage of them. We'll see if it happens, but I went through some of those clips and the episodes that we were able to record. And I got to kind of like look back upon all of these wonderful people that I've been able to talk through, through this year. Um, and honestly, I'm blown away and completely honored to be able to be some sort of voice that has been able to share some of their stories and their thoughts and ideas and really like to have people want to share those thoughts and ideas with me. Um, it's been so meaningful. And I realized like, I don't usually stop and look at what I've accomplished in the podcast, like what we've done over the year with this show, like specifically, like usually I look at adventures or travels or things I, I've done with my kids and wife and things like and that's kind of the, some of the stuff I'm going to be looking at over the next few days um, while reflecting but I don't usually specifically look back at the show and kind of see how it's how it's uh, you know affected my life through the year and I did that this year and I have to say like these conversations with these incredible people um, truly have shaped my life um, and hopefully have shaped yours if you're out there listening. And yeah, I hope you guys got some wisdom, got some inspiration. Um, hopefully 2023 was a grand old adventure for you um, through all of its ups and downs and you know whatever may have occurred to you through the year. Um, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to 2024. I'm very excited about the possibilities. I'm very excited to see where I want to kind of direct my energies, uh, you know, what I want to try to, you know, dive into. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the adventures. I'm excited for the misadventures. I'm excited for, for the ups. And I, I think I'm, you know, prepared for, the downs that may occur as well. And uh, I think that's important. I think that's that's us experiencing life. And, you know, we get we get another 365 days to go out and experience that life. And I think that's kind of a, a cool and very special thing. So um, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for, you know, being a part of our audience throughout the year. It honestly means a lot to me that people will actually go in and listen and it means a lot to me to be able to share the ideas that these folks are sharing on this podcast I think it's they're they're important they're positive messages and I think we need as much of that as we can get and as we can get out there so um, thank you all and yeah we will see you next year I did it dad joke Boom. End of the year on a dad joke. Was it a joke? Who knows? We're back to the same question. Um, all right. See you next year.